seven days a week, 24 hours a day. Live radio contact. Devil in the Detail podcast. I'm Rob Parks and we're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Join me on the show this week as a way of Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? Hey, Rob, you okay, mate? How's your off-season treating you so far? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad. I'm finding plenty of things to keep me ticking over. So, uh, yeah, I've enjoyed the internationals and that. And there's quite a lot going on at, at Salford as we'll talk about after. So, uh, But I'm looking forward to the season now, especially now the fixtures have come out and uh, I've started planning me, plotting me shifts around them and me life around them so uh, so yeah my next thing I need to do now is buy myself a 2019 diary I've not done that yet I normally do that and write everything in it so uh, that's my next thing on my list yeah we're also joined by uh, Joe Burns right Joe I'm alright lads how are you yeah good how, was you, how are you feeling your off season at the moment working grafting yeah grafting getting money for Christmas getting money to buy the new uh, merchandise which we'll talk about later yeah there's lots uh, going on we've got all the news coming out of the club uh, in the last few weeks we decided that we're going to talk about the signings in, a, in a, maybe a next week's show or the one after because you know, when I look, the way we do this, Paul, it could be, end up being a three-hour show if we talk about it in one. Well, that's right. And I think maybe in a couple of weeks it, the squad will be confirmed and the, and the signings will all be complete, won't they? Because I, I know there might be one or two more irons in the fire and deals that are left to be done. So we might as well wait till the squad's complete and, and sorted and then we can sort of analyse it then, can't we? And I think that's the best, our best bet, really, mate. Yeah. Yeah, so what we'll do, we'll start with all the big news coming out of Salford Devils this week. So, Joe, what we'll do, we'll start off with a squad builder. Um, the club will produce this uh, three-tier system, uh, which fans can invest in. It sounds really good. Yeah, it's a, it's a great idea. Um, other clubs do it. I know Witness do it, and Witness used to get some good players out of it before the bad times hit then. And it's the best thing for me is there's three different tiers and there's not many. You don't get different things from different tiers. All the tiers are pretty much the same buying one or two. So with the three different prices, pick you one, yeah, you is it thirty quid a month, sixty quid a month or twelve quid a month. Excellent prices, not a lot of money. and um, get some club and get get some players like Jackson and like Joy Lucic. It builds a better team for us and a better season for the fans. Yeah, certainly a thing that Andy Rose is looking into, Paul. And hopefully, you know, a lot of fans have, have managed to invest into this, and it's hopefully going to build the club to bigger and better things. Yeah, certainly, it's um, it's it's it's, it's cost to the supporters, isn't it? And I think it's you know it can be a lot of money, can it? And expensive buying your season ticket and these sort of things. But I'm sure a lot of people are going to buy into it. Because you're supporting the club that you love, aren't you? And if it's going to help the club in, in the long run and, and keep us going and, and get us some good players in, like like Joe said, you know, there's not so many of us at the moment. If we can grow our fan base over the next few years and uh, 
perhaps uh, you might not be relied on for things like this. So at the moment, I think it's a big thing, and uh, just all credit to the supporters who are, who are doing it because you know it's um, it's not it's not easy, is it, in, in modern times to, to find sort of cash because you know people have got a lot of outgoings these days. I don't think supposed to got families and that, so that's off to everybody who do it, and but not so much that that's off to everybody who buys a season ticket as well because it's a big commitment buying a season ticket, I think, and. Uh, you know, I think um, we're doing all right. I believe the sales are up on that, and hopefully we can sell a few more and uh, get some some decent attendances for next season. Yeah, I think it's great, Joe. Lots of uh, things you get. You can get the attendance uh, for the special pre-season uh, launch event. Uh, 10% off your Magic Weekend uh, jersey if you get the silver package uh, and a ticket to the Players Award evening later on in the season. That's if you get the silver package. That's pretty good. Yes, it's great benefit for such a small amount of money, the 10%. Alone, that gets you four quid or five off your shirt, and the pre-season, the pre-season events are always good to get to meet the new, the new players, get to see where you've got the quad numbers, who Watson thinks is his first first team. It's a great, great, great package, and especially with the gold as well. You get a free Magic Weekend jersey and two tickets to awards even at the end of the year. So it's all worth it for me, and it's a great package. And if more people do it, the better players we get. And like Paul said, it's doing something. You love. I know it's over, over only over ten months. But I'll do it all year round. It means we get a better squad, we have a better season, and hopefully win more games. Yeah. Also, with the gold package, you get information and availability for an evening with two Ians. Uh, Paul, you know that'll be something to look forward to. Obviously. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, like Joe said, there, there's quite a lot of benefits in there for doing it. It's not like the club are just taking taking money off. They're going to give you something back as well. And uh, you know, it's um, I think it's a good idea. I really do. And I just hope some people buy into it and the, the evening with two Ian sounds sounds really good and a lot of the ideas that are on those like three packages sound sound just be going on the I've, I've been really busy at work so I've not been like buzzing around Facebook and, and, and Twitter like I suppose I should be in the, when the season's on and just going out the last few days I've noticed that the club have been doing all sorts of videos the players are back in training and there does seem a real buzz around the, the club at the moment especially with Jackson Aces being there and you know it's it's exciting times I think now to, to be a Salford supporter I know we've at these times before and been a, been a bit let down, but uh, but no, I, I genuinely believe we can we can make a big impression in 2019. Yeah, and part of the platinum range, Joe, you can get a picture uh, with the squad. I have that one, 2006 picture at the half centre. Oh, yes, yeah, that mm. must have been a good look. In there, might be, mm. might be. But obviously, if you've got you know, if you've got spare juice in your tank, it's well worth a, a purchase. That yes, the platinum. Well worth it. You get obviously that extra benefit of meeting the squad, uh, prize the club photo. I know the team. You normally do do club photos, uh, team photos. But near the end of the year, we we never really release it like we used to do the big squad photo and give it to kids at the start of the year to get it signed. I think that's where the club can improve. Where they give in the the A is it A five? Is that the bigger one? Three. A three. I knew you would know. <laughs> A giving the A three and getting to go around on the open days with the players with the squad photo and it gets the kids involved in their meeting their heroes so it's all good it's all looks like it's going the right way at the minute yeah certainly a buzz going on with this squad Bill the Paul and you know I'm, I'm really excited about it I know obviously we'll all be dipping in won't we hopefully and, uh, and doing our bit yeah yeah um, just don't tell my missus because I got shouted at last week but yeah, but yeah it is you've got you've got to just find the money somewhere haven't you and uh, I'm sure we'll all 
we'll all, we'll all sort that out. But just just going back to what Joe was saying there about the, the team photos, that that's something I really missed. That I know as a kid growing up, you always used to get the, the team picture, didn't you, with a couple of balls on the front and you know a couple of people perhaps sat sat in the front row next to the coach and everybody else stood up. Team photos, they don't seem like fashionable anymore. Now not many teams seem seem to do them. So uh, I'd like to, to see them again. I think I thought they were brilliant. The old uh, the old team pictures. Yeah, it'd be interesting. I, I, I like them as well. And I'm sure, obviously, it says it's an option in the Platinum range, so you hope the club are planning to do something like that, John. Yeah, we've um, we've not got a big squad, so they won't need many chairs. <laughs> um, yeah, even if it's up in... I know they did one a couple of years ago, which never got released to the public. It was for, um, just the Super League itself for the record. They did it upstairs in the uh, 1938 suite. 1938 suite, yeah. They did it upstairs and they done the first year at the ground, they did it at the pitch. I think we had a squad of 35 players that year in the, the first year at the young nine level, young there, young Mark Sneed. So it, it's, it's something that needs to be brought back to me because it gets kids involved and that's what we're missing at the minute, getting the younger generation involved. Yeah, it's going to be you know exciting. Hopefully this season will be the season we kick on and, and attract uh, new fans in. Talking about attracting uh, new fans, Paul. Christmas is coming. Juice is getting fat. We've got a new shirt out. Uh, what do you think? Um, yeah, I thought it looked alright. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not one for, for shirts really. I've had they all look the same to me. But um, but yeah, I thought it looked okay. Some people were saying it looked a bit like a football shirt. I suppose it was it was a strange one. It's like a round neck. It rugby shirts are normally like they have a collar on, don't they? Or like a V neck or whatever. But I've not bought a shirt for quite a long time now. To be honest with you, and I, I prefer me. My retro ones, but but no, I thought it looked good, and I had a look at the away shirt. Have we seen that one yet, or should we have seen it? I know it was knocking yeah. about on the, the internet. I don't know whether it's supposed to be released yet, but I did see that. If that's the one, I hope I don't get in trouble now. But it was on Facebook. I didn't post it. I just saw it on there. So uh, I'm uh, digging a big hole for myself here. Right? But but no, I thought it looked alright, and I know Capper, as we spoke about before, is quite a quite a well-known brand it looked pretty snazzy the best thing I thought about it was the, the red and white hoop socks which is something I've been calling for for the last couple of seasons the only disappointment was the red shorts I thought white shorts looked better than red shorts because the traditional our traditional kit of the 70s was white shorts wasn't it so but no it looked it looked pretty smart to me and um, I think it's the, the best one I've had for a few years anyway yeah obviously the people who haven't seen it yet it's a red shirt it's got a white stripe uh, down the left hand side of the shirt uh, two white lines, Joe. I think it looks pretty cool. Yeah, I think it it will look better than what people say in real life. Every kit does. Um, it, it's similar to what Toronto's was last year. They didn't have the white stripes, but they had their club logo blended into the bottom of it. And London did the year before, so it's obviously a style cap of gold with. I like it. I don't really get the home shirts. I always get the away ones. No, I'm waiting for the away one. A lot of people wanted Salford on the shirt as well, which is important <coughs> to them. You've got the Salford badge kind of weaved into the yeah. shirt. Looks cool. Yeah, got it twice now. Mm. People moaning, <laughs> complaining about it last year when we only had it once, and the year before when we didn't have it. Now we've got it twice. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah. I think it's important. Obviously, with Christmas coming up, uh, the, the the club and us fans obviously go out and, and buy these shirts to promote the club, Paul, and also you know, being winter, it gets cold, doesn't it? 
Yeah, so you won't want one of them shirts on because the short sleeves, you need like a hoodie, won't you, or a coat or something to keep you warm. But yeah, I think it's important you get them out for Christmas because like, we've got a lot of young fans now, haven't we? Especially with the, the junior uh, junior supporters as well. So they'll all be after a shirt. And I think, like you said, I think they look really smart. And I know some of the leisure wear that they're bringing out as well, those hoodies look really good. The, that thing that Ian Blee's had on the other day on um, when he was he was doing one of his videos that looked pretty cool so uh, so yeah I'm pleased with, with the stuff it looks decent quality as well and uh, let's hope we can sell plenty of it before Christmas and after yep. looking looking forward to that uh, other news we've got uh, the Sovereign Devils Foundation have, have welcomed Michael Burke and Paul King onto their uh, trusteeship uh, Joe you know both good lads both know a lot about rugby league yes both know a lot about rugby league and I think the main thing for me is that Paul King's on it He's a director at the club and now he's on the board of the foundation that can create a better link and links that have been hurt in the past five years maybe. Create better links and create a better relationship between the two. And hopefully that can boost the club and boost the club's academy as well. I think that's the main thing. You've got folks in from the club on the board and someone that can relate back to the board as well from the foundation, their ideas. That's the best thing about it for me. No, but I think Michael Burke as well. Worked for the BBC. Uh, does a lot of in the media. He will hopefully be able to catapult the Salford uh, Red Devils Foundation into the, the outer sort of skirts of, of the world. So obviously, they do a lot of good work, don't they, in, in the community? And sometimes we find it hard to let people know they do it. And hopefully, with his, with his experience in that area of getting things out and, and pushing things like that, you know, it's only going to be good for them. So. Yeah, it will be. I'm sure he's got many fingers and many pies um, that can create a better outlook for the foundation and for the club as well. Um, BBC, big company, so BBC offer the best rugby coverage. Blue better than Sky for me. Um, so it creates another avenue for us and another link within the media where we can get better publicity and get out there and make a name for ourselves around Dolphin and around Greater Manchester as well. Yeah, other news, uh, we've got the Fans Focus Group uh, next Tuesday at the Music at 7 o'clock. Uh, Paul, they're going to be talking about the match day experience. Um, I think it's important us fans engage in that. Yeah, the yeah, match the day experience. It's all about the two points, Rob, isn't it? <laughs> but I know, joking aside, yeah, it's um, it's something that they, they they need to work on, isn't it? The match day experience. You're getting new supporters and and things like that, and uh, you know the the entertainment. That that's what it's all about now for people, isn't it? You want, want families to come, you want them to enjoy the experience, and and then for them to come back as well. So. It's, it's good that the club are listening to the supporters and you know supporters know what they want don't they so I'm sure you'll get some good ideas at that at that meeting next week and uh, it'll all be positive because uh, I believe the meetings that they've had up to now have been really good and a lot of good ideas have come from them so we'll look forward to that As a supporter Joe what do you look for in a match day experience? Um, this going a little bit off subject I was at the Topper City game on Sunday down in Shrewsbury and their match day experience it was one of the best I've ever had. Right. It was very, very good. Yeah. Well, talk, talk us through your experience. You get there at Shrewsbury, got off the coach, got greeted by uh, a staff member from the club. Um, massive sign saying, fans on this way, couldn't miss it. People directing people to it. Got there. A similar tent to what we have. Bit, a bit bigger, football league style. We had a live band on there that are, that are there every game. We had food vans, yeah, club shops, up, yeah, current players who were not in the match day squad there, so they had legends, we had kids taking pictures, we had the mascot, and it just, it always made like a family atmosphere, 
you wanted to be there. Fans were mixed in. It was no hostility. It was just a good experience and you got talking and this big future concert. Yeah, we get this every week. We get this hospitality. Season ticket holders get discounts and season tickets get free food if you come to so many games as well. Away games as well. So it just created like this atmosphere that you would want to go back. And I think that for me, if you had a good, good, good experience in any line of work, even outside of it, if you went to somewhere and you had a good experience, you'd go back. And that's what we need to do. If you create a good experience, the more unlikely to come back. If you win, they'll come back. Even if you don't win, but they've had a good day with the kids and the family, they want to come back if the kids enjoy it. Yeah, for me, I think it's a little thing. I don't think we're too far away. We've got um, Dr. Devil, we've got the, uh, the Red Angels, we've got games going on at half time. Um, we've got the tent, even though it's positioned a bit far away, but you've got to somehow be able to kind of direct people, like you said, into the tent before and after the game. I know Sale do special offers for beers. That might be something that might, the club might look into. Um, little things for me. Um, I took my son um, to the game a couple of weeks, few weeks uh, into the season. He was a face painter there. Loved it, got his face painted uh, as, a, as a devil. Uh, and then obviously took him again a few weeks later. No face painter. Little things like that, kids, it means a lot to him. And I'm sure kids of his age have a similar you know, thought process. They want to be involved in the action, be involved in, in the game day experience. And little things like face painters and balloon makers and things like that, I think attracts the kind of fans we need, Paul. Yeah, certainly. I think, I think playing on Sunday afternoon as well is, is going to be a big difference next season. I think quite a lot of the games are Sunday, aren't they? I've only noticed one of the early games is against Leeds at home, I think, Friday night. But vast majority of a, a Sunday, aren't they? So you've got a better chance of getting a family atmosphere there. You know, you've winter time, especially at the start of the season, when it's dark nights and that Friday nights are a bit of a no-go, aren't they, in, um, in and around that area for traffic and this, that and the other. So I think the Sundays is, is a good thing as well to, to attract families and, um, and younger supporters as well. But like you said, a lot of the groundwork's there with Dr Devil and the, and the dancers and you know, it's a friendly atmosphere outside the ground when you're walking up there as well now and with the new road and that it's easy for supporters to get there so well, I think I think the match day experience is pretty good anyway obviously with the with the side playing good rugby league as well and the, I, we've mentioned him loads of times haven't we Jackson Hastings this, this guy I mean you follow him on I don't really do a lot of Twitter but I have glanced on there and he seems to be great with supporters and he's, he's adding that excitement and building to that excitement and I think if we can take that into next season that's that could start snowballing that guys and in, in, if we can get on a roll in, in the season, you know, who knows where we can go next season. Nobody's really talking about us, are they? But I think if we can we can start well, we can have a really good year this season. Yeah, the things that you said, Rob, is the games at half time. I think the one thing the club needs to go back to is it's all good, the foundation running it and then putting on the, the spin 10 times and kick the goal game every week. But go back to when the Willows, other teams still do it, they get local amateur teams under-9s, under-10s playing at half-time, playing against each other. They're getting experience to be on the main pitch where their heroes are playing. They'll want to come back and watch because they played on that pitch. I played in the world pitch when I was 8, 9, 10. We got, we got invited down three, four times a year and it was the best day of the year when you got to play in the world. Yeah, I think they play on the outside pitches before the game, but like you said, it, it gives them extra exposure, doesn't it? Playing inside. Um, I don't know how the ground's going to feel about that. Obviously, because that's time he needs to fix the graph yeah. like, but Dan's been doing it for years. <laughs> He's used to it. He's been doing it for years, Dan. Yeah, Mark, Mark will help him out as well, I think. All I see Mark is sat on a chat every day on, on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know if he does anything. I just see him sat on a chat, so 
he does. He does. He, 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 I think they finished second, I think, in the in the ground, the best, uh, was it rugby league ground, uh, yeah. in the awards ceremony. Also, congratulations to them. I think it might have been rugby union as well. Is it? Yeah. I think it was ground from the year or pitch of the year. Yeah. But it is a good pitch. You can't deny them. They do do a good job. And Danny's done a good job for the club for 15, 20 years now. Mm. Been there a while. Back when I was a ball like the Willows, he was always there. I personally think we had one of the best pitch in the Super League when we the Willow. Mm. I, don't, I think not many people have battled the best pitch. Yeah, I suppose obviously being a new stadium, it's, it's kind of like you have different kind of challenges, I suppose, you know, than he would do at the Willows being an old pitch and an old ground. Yeah, he would, he would have had a bigger offer, mm. a bigger container. Um, but he's, also, he's obviously got, he's got the facilities now to hold the, the, I don't know what they're called, the lights just on the pitch. Yeah, the game. yeah. And, we would have never had that at the Willows. That boosted that can boost our performance with the kit being better. Yeah. And it should be hating games too, Yeah, and I say people talk about under soil eating, but I think that's the kind of opposite way around. It kinda of warms the dress up so it doesn't get frozen, which is important, isn't it, when you when you go in dress it needs to be nice. Yeah. And it hurts the form frozen pictures. I've played in a couple in my tenure. Yeah. It does hurt frozen dress. You have to uh, tell us all about that. Have you decided what you're doing about your double league future yet? Have you? Have you no comment, is it? Uh, still happily retired <laughs> at the moment. Enjoying my retirement. <laughs> so anyway, back back to the match day experience. Um, if you're obviously interested in going into the uh, the fan focus group on the 20th of November uh, at seven o'clock in the museum, contact the club at inquiries at salterreddevils.net and put your name down, and hopefully Paul uh, mould the match day experience for years to come. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure people will be full of, full of good ideas next week and uh, they'll have a really good uh, good positive meeting, Rob, because like you said before, it's nice to see uh, the club listening to the supporters and uh, all working together now as a, as a, as a bit of a team. So, uh, so yeah, looking forward to finding out what happens next week. Yeah, part of the, a previous fan focus group um, had a chat and we kind of decided to do thin, Sunday kickoffs. Uh, Paul, are you bothered either way Friday or, or Sunday? Not bother me. You can play three in the morning for me. I'm not fussed. Um, <laughs> they bother me, but I understand that it does to a lot of people. You know, there's been arguments for Friday. I know people have said Sunday's is a no go for them because they work or the kids are playing rugby and Friday night's no good because they work shift. So I don't think you're going to please everybody. I some, someone will say you know that day's no good to them, but for me, so I think Sunday's is a better day because. Friday's a, is a nightmare to get to with traffic, isn't it? And, you know, like shift workers and people working late, it's difficult. Sunday, you've got a better chance in, in traffic and things like that. So I think the pros and cons to, to both of it. It doesn't bother me, but I understand it does have an effect on on some people. But I'm just hoping that, you know, we've got to the majority of the consensus of people having, having Sunday. I think that's what people were, were crying out for. I, I always thought Saturdays were a good day. I always enjoyed rugby league on a Saturday and I thought perhaps maybe Saturday tea time might be a good day and old sale play sometimes on a Saturdays, don't they? So we'll have to just trust the, the club on this one and, and see. I, I don't think Sundays can be any worse than, than Fridays. I think you're going to get a lot more away support going on a Sunday as well. If you're coming from Hull or Castleford or sort of the, the other side of Yorkshire, you're going to think twice about coming on a, on a, on a Friday night, aren't you? Whereas Sunday, you've got a bit more day. You might travel down early and go in a traffic centre for a brew or something, or take your missus in there for a bit of shopping before the game. So I think Sunday is, is, is a positive day. And we've got some big crowds on a Sunday before now. So uh, we'll have to wait and see. But I, I can't see it being any worse than a Friday. Yeah, I suppose Sunday gives our away support, though, the away support coming into AJ Bell Stadium an opportunity to come in big numbers, Joe, which can only benefit us. Yeah, I think that's 
for me, that's the, the main reason for Sunday, is to get the away support. We struggled a lot last year on the Friday night for away games. Like Paul said, the home of the Castleford. Do you really want to travel down the 62 on a Friday? Hmm. Like, we always get home away on a Friday night, and in the past we've not taken more than 100. And it's the same for them, sometimes they'll come in there drinking jabs. So, I think on a Sunday you'll get more away fans, and that'll create more money for so yeah. I think that's the best option for us. Like, I'm like Paul. We could play on a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. I'll try my hardest to get there. But the Sunday brings the most for the club, most money for the club. That's fine. Well, it's not playing on a Tuesday. I'm busy on a Tuesday. Yeah, I'm busy doing a radio show on a Tuesday. <laughs> so, <laughs> if, if you've not listened to it, it's the Sports Zone on Soft City Radio, 94.4 FM. Yeah, nice little club there, Joe. Um, obviously, you know, talking about Sundays, a lot of people in the amateur scene were a bit upset because obviously the kids play in the morning and they don't think they have time to get back uh, to uh, the AJ Bell Stadium for kick-off on a Sunday but the club have announced the kick-off time Joe they just said they're going to play on a Sunday so do you think the club will be looking at kick-off later in the day on Sunday or has it got to be 3 o'clock? Um, not really I think it, 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 we did did we play one game last year in our five on a Sunday yeah. I think I remember uh, or a year before for me it's always 3 o'clock on a Sunday um, our players will be going up on a Sunday the first game kick off at nine and the second game half uh, ten, some quarter to twelve. Quarter to twelve will be pushing it. But if you're in the north west you can easily get back to Salford for half two quarter two. We've got one of we've not it's not an hour ground to get in anymore. So for me it is pushing it and there will be a rush but it's easily doable to get there. No matter where. Because all all the leagues now they're all cut off into locations. So you're never more than half an hour away, 45 minutes away mm. than Swinton or Salford. So I get to see why people are a bit angry at the Sunday 3 o'clock, but you can't please everyone and I think Sunday's the majority of the best day. Yeah, I think I think it's a good day. Um, obviously, the club are doing fantastic in their social media and, and advertising, you know, getting themselves outside the bubble. Uh, Paul, and that's what you want, hopefully. An off-season of doing this kind of thing, people's awareness grows in the club and, and, and the team, and then come February next year when the, when the season kicks off, you know, they come down, watch a game, enjoy the game day experience, which is going to be planned on the 20th of November, and they become fans for that year and for life. Yeah, let's hope so. Like we said before, we've got an exciting squad, haven't we? And I think um, we've got a chance of, of, of doing really well next season the league structure's changed as well, so you're not panicking about getting in the, the top eight and worrying about qualifiers and things like that. As long as you can finish above the bottom side, you, you know, you're safe for, for, for season 2020, aren't you? Unless the RFL change it halfway through next season. But but no, I'm really looking forward to it. And like you said before, if we can get off to a good start and everything seems it seems positive off the field, people are buying into it, you know, putting money into the squad build, they're buying season tickets and uh, we've made some good signings. Obviously, we still need to make make some more. We're a bit light in the squad at the moment, but, you know, there's a lot of positive things going on at the moment and uh, it's a good time to be a supporter at the moment and, uh, you know, our ball's not been kicked yet, so we've, we've not been disappointed, have we? So, everybody's buzzing for uh, the excitement of the season and, uh, no, it won't be that long away. Now, you don't get Christmas out of the way and the, the season starts on it towards the end it starts early this time doesn't it I think it kicks off at the end of January doesn't it Thursday night for some of the, the other clubs we play Friday don't we so uh, so yeah it will soon be here yeah it's going to be exciting obviously the fixtures have come out for 2019 Joe um, a lot of interesting battles to look forward to there yeah it's a good start um, on the field away in London at home 
Hudson Field, Dorothy don't get off to a good start in the season, so I think that's the right time to play them. Running a bit of a known team, we've got a good side in the championship, we'll be able to step up and leave it home. Um, and then we've got St. Elves on a Thursday night again. Yeah, we always play get it. Why yeah. do we always get St. Elves on Sky on a Thursday night? It's Sky like us, because we've not got a great record on a Thursday night against St. I thought we beat them once. One year when we put 36 sticks, one we scored. When he came on, he made a bit of impact off the bench. 36 sticks, I think it ended. We've not got a great. I just don't get it. It's confusing me every year. I know we're going to either play Wigan at home the first game or Saints on the first game. It must be, it must be written into the, the stars, Paul, if it's happened every, every, every season. Yeah, I was thinking about that the other day. Did, did the Super League just sort of copy and paste fixtures and uh, we just get get drawn out of that one? I was looking before. We're only on Sky three times, actually, uh, according to, uh, to League Express. And most of the other clubs seem to be on sort of at least double the amount of times we're on but as Joe said before I think it's a decent start Huddersfield away and then you've got two home games against London and Leeds and before a trip to Old Kingston Rovers before that St. Helens game then on the th- on the Thursday the 28th of uh, Feb so it starts on the 1st of Feb I thought it was the end of January but 1st of Feb- February for us against Huddersfield and yeah going back to your, your St. Helens thing I don't know why we always seem to play them on a Thursday night it seems silly and just going back to, to fix your things and I know Sky put the money in and and you know they, they sort of dictate when, when games are but the season kicks off I think Thursday night Wigan against St. Helens the Derby match and then Hull play Hulkingston Rovers on the Friday you know it, it's crazy to me I mean that's Wigan and Saints game you know on a Sunday afternoon or even a Saturday afternoon that, they'd probably be a sellout but will it be sold out on a Thursday night it just seems a crazy night to, to play a game you know traffic in the North West is an absolute nightmare isn't it M62 and things like that and I just don't know why Sky can't just you know just play the games at weekend. I know they have football and things like that, but I think Thursday nights, Friday nights maybe not too bad, but Thursday nights to me are a big no-no. When obviously looking down your fixture list, Joe, have you done the record? Have you done the win-win, lose-lose, win-win? What's your, what's your point? What's your point? Talk at the end of you. Have you gone through that so as yet? Um, I've had a brief, I've not done a proper look. Like normal years, I go through every fixture and see what we're doing. I think we'll end on 24 points this year. 24. I went with 22. 22 points. Um, how about you, Paul? Have you done your little, you know, fixture points no, out I, quick? Or? No, I, I never do. That's a good We're that unpredictable. You never know what's going <laughs> to I think you, you normally have to wait for the first first game. Um, I remember my dad saying years ago, pull at home in 2002, and uh, we got beat with 24 10, something like that. And uh, he said to me on the way out, we're going to finish bottom this season. I said, "How can you work that out?" He said, "I can just tell. I can just tell by the way they play today, and they did. They don't finish bottom, getting relegated." But I, I'm not one who can do that. I Me, mean, I can't really sort of go through a fixture list and say we're going to win this, we're going to win that. I don't know. Um, I think it's tough to, to to predict, and perhaps I'm more cautious now as I've, as I've got older. You know, years ago I would have said, "Yeah, we'll stuff Leeds, we'll beat St Helens, and we'll do this, that, and the other." But but now I'm not. I'm a bit more. So sort of, I'll just wait. I'll just wait and see. And you know, we finish second bottom. I'll be happy. With <laughs> but, I, I, I went twenty-two, and I'm much cautious, much more cautious than I was when I was younger. I gone thirty points. Yeah, yeah I'm quite, <laughs> I'm quite happy with twenty-four. I think that'll be a good starting point. Um, where will that series end up? I don't know. Well, you're hoping for a, for a top eight finish, really, aren't you? That's what you're looking for, Paul. I think we'd probably finish uh, last season. We'd have finished about seventh or eighth, so that would be a, 
be a good solid season. Don't forget the season's different this time. It's not 23 and, and then a split. You're going to play play right through, aren't we, in the, in the new format? But I think all three of us would probably take sort of seventh or eighth place right now. Wouldn't that be a good solid season? Yeah, and also the Magic Weekend fixtures are out as well, Joe. Uh, we play Hulkar on a Sunday uh, at Anfield. Uh, what did you make of that? Oh, great decision. Wonderful decision. I think it's the best decision the Arsenal have ever made. It's a great, great stadium and great atmosphere. Um, it's my missus' uh, birthday, though. Is it? Would, would, would have preferred Saturday. Oh. Yeah, fair. Time to win that. Joke is funny. I might send her out another tool for the day. Let's hope she's not missing this. <laughs> yeah, she'll be alright. Yeah. Um, no, but it's good. The only one downside, I think, to it is everyone knows I'm a Liverpool fan. It's a bit, bit far out from the city centre. It's only a 10 minute bus ride, 10 minute taxi ride, but with Newcastle, it was directly in the centre. I think that was the best place for it. it it's similar to the SCR, it's a bit far out from the town centre, but they want to change it. They've had two good seasons with internationals there, so for me, I think good decision, but will fans enjoy it as more. I, th- I think it's an important message that, Paul, because obviously. Anfield, like Joe said, is kind of like not in the city centre and like the weekend and, and Challenge Cup, it's all about getting, you know, the community rugby league together and there's not going to be so many pubs around Anfield, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, you're right there. I've, I've never really thought, I've never been to Anfield. I've been to Goodison Park before and I don't think that's a million miles away from, from Anfield. It's on the other side of that Stanley Park and me, I remember we, my wife took me to, my wife's an Everton supporter and when we first started going out, we, we went there to, to watch Everton play. And they, they got beat 1-0. <laughs> but it was a good day out, but it was a walk. It was a right trek from, from where we parked. So I think we had to walk about two miles to the ground. So um, I think Anfield's in a bit of a similar place. So I'm not too sure how you go on on public transport. I mean, whether you can get the train or whatever, I don't know. It's going to be a bit of a trek in it to, to the ground. I'm excited it being at a new place. I mean... When you think about it, you know, logistically and for travel purposes, I was going to say witness them, but witness that NL Super League. But you've got Saints, Wigan, Warrington, Solvers not that far away either. And so it's not a million miles away. So you should be expecting a good crowd there. I think people people will travel. Obviously, it's a bit further for the for the Yorkshire teams and that. But it's a new venue, isn't it? And, uh, you know, to, to, to try somewhere new. I think it'll be an exciting day. Or Kingston Rovers, one o'clock on a, on a Sunday. should uh, Sounds good to me, that. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Obviously, Magic Weekend is always a, a big event in the rugby league calendar, and hopefully, Anfield uh, will be a stadium, you know, to add that bit of extra magic. Joe. Yeah, it's um, it's renowned for great atmospheres. It it conveys the way it is. The fans the fans start singing. The atmosphere raises in football, and it can be exactly the same in rugby league. Nothing's been said about what stands are going in. <coughs> I know uh, it's Leeds and London after us, which is a bit of a strange game for me. A bit of a weird one that. I'm surprised it is that. I wouldn't be surprised if we got London. But for Leeds to get London, they'll probably throw Leeds in the top. Mm. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if we threw Hulkey on the top and we went in the either the Canada Greek stand or the away end, the Anfield Road end. But for me, I think it's a, it's a stadium where you can't cut across mm. and go all the way around. It's not designed for it. It's, it's a, a traditional football stadium where all corners are cut off. Um, so it would be nice to see where we put. I think the best stand to Salford personally would be the Kane Bagley stand. Um, we normally take a lot for Magic Weekend. So I think for Sky purposes it might make it look a bit full for the early kick off. 
and then give Hulk a behind the down at the top. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens there, Paul. Uh, other news, uh, final bit of news we've got is Nia Levels. He represented uh, England Knights in the Papua New Guinea in their tied series uh, and won the game that he was involved in. Uh, great achievement for him. Great achievement, Robin. I think great experience for him as well, as we said last season. Oh, Niall had a bit of a of a nasty injury, didn't he? And he came back from that and looked like he'd never been away and uh, you know finished the season really strongly. He's, he's obviously took that and and gone away there on the on the tour to to Papua New Guinea. Where he'll again loads of experience playing with some some quality players out there. And I'm hoping he's going to bring him back as a better player. I hope he can have a have a few weeks rest now. I mean, I know the lads have started pre-season training today. The lads that have been on international duty. I'm sure they're going to get a few weeks off now just to to recuperate. And I'm sure Niall will hit the ground running next season. He was a really exciting player. Another year behind him as well, playing with the likes of Jackson Hastings, Joey Lussick and the like we've got a really really exciting back line I think for next season I was just sort of looking at it the other day and thinking you know we've got quite a bit of cover I think in, in the back you know if, if people you know injuries obviously do happen and we, we've got a bit of cover there we can shuffle people around a bit it's the forwards at the moment I'm a bit concerned about but I'm sure we'll, we'll, we'll sort that out but but yeah a great experience for Niall and I'm sure it'll benefit him for, for the 2019 season yeah obviously Joe playing for England is going to boost his profile and obviously being a Salford Devils play, player it's going to boost our yeah, um, it's great for Pug to get a player into the squad. It's been, well, it's been 12 years since Hudson, Coley and Alfred got named. About 12 years, is that right, Paul? 2005, 2006, something like that, yes, yes, mate. Yeah, so it's, it, it's nice to see someone in. It's normally the top four or five teams. It's nice to see Bennett and Tom Anderson throwing kids in. It's great for others. I think the best thing it is, it's good for us for others. To be in a good atmosphere, to learn stuff off other coaches as well I think is the main thing and to learn off other players like Jack Walker Jamie Shaw Tom Davis Tom Lyman who are all playing at the top level in Super League you can pick stuff up that and bring that into the club and work with Hastings and obviously Jackson Hastings probably giving ever the best confidence at the end of the day he's the best support player he's ever played with so it shows that he is a world it could be a world class player or will be one day so I think that's that's the best thing for me is him gaining experience and Little techniques that he can bring into our season. Yeah, obviously, all all the more power to him to become a better fullback. It's only going to benefit us, uh, Salford Devils. Uh, like we said, first day of, of pre-season uh, training. Uh, Joe, obviously our resident uh, rugby league player. Um, what do you think? Obviously, pretty important pre-season. The boys will be grafting, working hard, and preparing themselves for the uh, February start. Yeah, I was looking at the um, the videos before the club put on and from the um, the club. S&C coach Greg Brown put on. I don't miss it. No? No, maybe a little bit sick. Uh, just looking at it, I saw Joey Lussick um, complete a 10 metre stride with some weights and he just collapsed to the floor. Um, yeah, I don't miss it. It's a tough, tough year. It turns, like, it turns men in, their boys into men. It makes you as a player, it makes you as a person, it strengthens you. It, it's a hard six to seven weeks. But when you get over it, you're a better player, you're a better person, you're better, and you're ready to go. Yeah, I suppose it brings everyone together, doesn't it, Joe, as well? Because obviously, you, you've got you to gotta make them to break them sometimes. And, you know, that's probably what Greg Johnson's job now, to, to build them up uh, and hopefully produce a, a team that's fit uh, and can go for 80 minutes. Uh, yeah. So, with the, obviously, with pre-season, it's all about getting players fit and making it... it, it I say it's for all players, but I think it's mainly for forwards. Yeah. Um, 
we tend to keep ourselves fit and go to the gym after pre-season. But if you're a natural athlete, like a lot of our backs are, pre-season's not as hard. But for the prop, kids like uh, Lee Moffat, Greg Burke, Ben Nakumbawai, Ben Nakumbawai's been back home for four weeks, three, four weeks. So it, it's difficult for them to get back in the stride. And obviously, they've got a bigger body and they put on weight a bit easier easier in the back as well. It'll be difficult for them to get back into motion, so we'll see how we go. Yeah, obviously us fans have a pre season as well, Paul, but that doesn't start till kind of February, does it? January, February. What do we do then, Rob? Just get on the beer mostly. <laughs> get your alcohol. Oh, all right, again. yeah, so we're having a break from it now, are we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, like I said, the, the pre they don't seem to get a lot of time off the lads, really, do they? When you think about it, the season's not that been that long since finished and they're already back in pre-season training so it just shows you how fit you've got to be to play sort of top line rugby league um, you know sort of the middle of November you've got what have you got now to the start of the season it's you know, two and a half months away so uh, you know they should be fit as butchers dogs by the time uh, February the 1st comes for that game at Huddersfield and uh, I'm sure they will be I'm sure you know Greg Brown there the strength and conditioning man Watto Gleeson uh, the rest of the guys, Willie Poaching, will have them really fit and ready. They were, they were fit last season, the lads, weren't they? So uh, I'm sure they will be again. And, you know, like Joe says, I don't envy him. It must be, it looks really tough, some of the stuff they, they, they do there in the pre season. Uh, but yeah, they need to be ready, don't they, for a, for a long, hard season ahead. Yeah, which we'll be talking about on the, the Devil of Detail on a weekly basis. So that's the end of this week's uh, Devil of Detail podcast. Uh, it's a short one, Paul, but a good one. Yeah, it's nice to keep our hands in, mate, because uh, we miss it, don't we, when we're not doing the podcast. So I've, I've enjoyed tonight and uh, looking forward to our next one. Yeah, another great Joe, another great show, Joe. Yeah, it's good to be back. I do miss it, and uh, like I miss rugby league season stuff, doing the podcast, it kind of makes me get to closer to the season by doing it. I know we're not doing it every week back in season, but when we know we've not got the next one, the season's going to be closer. Once the pre season fixtures are announced, we can get going and the fans day and get a bit giddy. I know I get giddy about mid December. Yeah. And when I've ordered the hoodie, so tell the missus again. <laughs> um, and a couple yeah. of other items. Right. Um when they come in I my I buy my dad the shirt for Christmas every year. When they come I start getting a little bit giddy. Mm. And know that it's nearly first game. And it's the first game in Huddersfield so it's there might be a little ale trail involved in that, possibly. Not been confirmed, but for Friday night, so it's really not Yeah, yeah, obviously, it's like Christmas Day for, for people like us, Paul, isn't it? The first game of the season will count. You know, we're counting down for that rather than Christmas. Oh, yeah, it's like Christmas, mate. Just all I'm bothered about the season, starting like Joe said there, the, the, the friendly games as well. I'm sure we've got one lined up with, uh, I think, Possibly maybe Swinton we're playing them, aren't they? I don't think it's been confirmed yet, but I'm sure there'll be there'll be friendlies lined up and that and yeah, it is it's it's a long time it, to to wait, but yeah, so it'll soon be dead exciting, mate. It does come and uh, the roller coaster ride, we don't know what's gonna happen, do we? What's gonna what what's this season gonna throw at us? I mean there's there's normally something we normally don't get an easy ride, do we? So I'm sure there'll be some sort of drama for us to uh, to to put up with. But no, I'm really looking forward to it, and and I'm optimistic. I'm quite optimistic as well. I think we might might give a few teams a a shock next season, and uh, yeah, really excited for it to start. And Huddersfield away, it's a great away game going to Huddersfield. It's always a good laugh going there, and uh, Friday night as well. It's uh, yeah, might be a few beers there on uh, that Friday. Yeah, exciting times ahead. Big thanks for tuning to this week's Devil in Detail podcast. I've been Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil in Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD. And you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact. So thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.
days a week, 24 hours a day. My Radio Contact.